Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director of the Center for Inclusive Child Care, and I'm here again today with Deb Spath from Child Care Aware of Minnesota, and she is the Child Care Information Specialist and Outreach Coordinator, and she is talking with us in a series of these podcasts about helping parents find the right fit for child care, which is probably one of the biggest decisions a parent makes for their child, the, one of the biggest first decisions, I yes. think, when you think about those early years. And so in our last podcast, we talked about just what parents can expect when they call your information line. And in this one, I'd like to touch on just the idea of what about those families who have a child that might have some unique learning needs in the way back early days of this whole service of referral and, and support through child care uh, where it maybe was known as an enhanced referral. So tell yeah. us more about when a family really feels like they maybe need that next level of information yeah. or tools. Yeah, sure. And thank you for mentioning that enhanced referral. Yep. How we approach referrals today Every referral is an enhanced referral. Nice. We're really spending time with the families in that um, when they call our team, um, they can go out to our website and they can search for programs on our website independently. But we really encourage families to contact us because we can have a conversation and really get at the specific needs that they may have for their family and their children mm-hmm. um, and their child. So um, every Every referral is an enhanced referral. So we spend a little time. We take a few minutes to collect their information. What are the specific needs that they may have? And then we connect them with the programs and um, do a, a, a unique search for programs that match that search criteria, that need of the family and the child. Okay. So what are some common ones that you've done in the past where a family would maybe want to go for that unique search? And what are some things you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. So we ask them a question. Um, sometimes families will share that right away. Mm-hmm. I need a provider. My my son has some behavioral issues. Um, so they'll they'll let us know right away. Um, do, you, do you have programs that would provide that type of care for my child or mm-hmm. be willing to support? his needs. Um, so then, of course, then we can go ahead and and we do. We do have a way, our team has a way of, of filtering for programs who have indicated that they either have experience and or education in very specific needs um, areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then we can filter for those programs. Uh, another way is that um, in the as we're asking the questions, our team employs active listening. So we're really getting at the heart of the need. And sometimes it'll just kind of bubble up in the conversation mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I have, um, I've noticed this about my child, mm-hmm. or I think that they could benefit from somebody who 
would um, have this type of experience. And and that comes out of a conversation, as you know, that always, yes. so much is learned in the context of, of relationship yes. and, and conversation. So, um, yeah, it, it, there are just a, a number of different ways where we're able to identify that, okay, this is something that could benefit the family and, of course, ultimately the child. Right. And I've met your team and you're all compassionate humans who get it. I think that that's a, a big plus to know that yes. the person on the other side of that line yeah. is really caring about making a good match. And so if so, I'm I'm curious, too, as a parent does get this I, I, you referred to the toolkit in um, the last conversation that we had in yes. our earlier podcast. So is there then a list generated that you email to them or that you're sending to them that they can just kind of go through and check off kind of, oh, I tried that place. Mm, didn't really love it. Oop, yeah. Good thing there's three more on there. Yep. How does that work? Yeah. So great question. Yes. Um, we will talk with the parent and then have the information that we are need, we need to conduct the search. Then the next step is to conduct the search and um, email a list of um, programs that are matching the search criteria. Okay. But to the point of the parent toolkit, yes, we're we're having that conversation with the family. Like, here are those questions that you should be asking, um, or you may want to take a look at the toolkit and determine which questions kind of stand out to you that you mm. want to ask, or those questions that you that you think, you know what, I never considered that before. And that can get, again, um, as we mentioned in the last um, uh, conversation, that can get at the heart of how is how is this program going to be able to meet my child's needs? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the, the family can use the parent toolkit. We can filter for specific areas and the unique needs. Uh, so that's one way. That's great. I, I think that the fact is you're a partner in this search. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing for this really tricky walk for this family to go through. And is it typical for you, and I don't know if you know this, I'm throwing you for a loop here with this question out of the blue, but is it typical for families to say, I tried all these, the ones you gave me in the email, Mm -hmm. and I'm striking out. Um, Can you help me continue? And what are my options? And do they come back to you again and and seek seek more help? Yes, we have had families come back and say, um, this program... Uh, wasn't it? It didn't turn out for whatever reason. There mm-hmm. are a variety I, of yeah. reasons why it may not work for the program or for the family. Um, we do get the questions, and then we will either expand our search in some way, uh, and 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 we do actually include. Um, yes, we have a filter for uh, the these areas, uh, but uh, we also include programs that don't. It, unless the family, of course, requests, I only want only programs. Want, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but we also include other programs because the information in our system is only as current as the last report. Sure. Um, so what we would say there is, here are some questions that you'll want to ask. You'll, you know your child best. You're mm-hmm. the expert of your child. Mm-hmm. So ask the program do you feel that um, you could support my child's needs in these areas or how would this look um, uh, in this program for my child? Can you give me an understanding of how that might look for my child? Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, we do, but our, 
first choice would be, you know, um, making sure that the family um, has the information that uh, the tools uh, to ask the questions, because it really comes back to that, uh, the parent asking the question around the needs of the child and whether or not that program is going to be able to support those needs. Right, right. I think that also in our earlier podcast, too, you talked about just even um, some of the the things that you have in at your fingertips. And one of those things I think is to determine whether or not there are openings. Can you, can you determine that? Or is that something that is still unsure for families to determine themselves on when they're searching? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Another great question, because that is the most commonly asked. Mm. Um, What we have found in our conversations with families is will this program have openings? And, uh, Again, um, currently we don't have a way of uh, necessarily getting a list of programs with openings. Uh, We don't have that in place right now. However, families can go out to Mm parentaware.org and some programs are reporting whether or not they have openings in certain age group areas. It's a great tool. However... I would caution families, and I do, I caution them that this information, again, is only as good as the last um, update um, made by the program. And not all programs are using the tool that enables them to post those openings. So it it may appear as though a program... doesn't have openings, um, and actually they could. They do, yeah. So it's always it goes back to having that conversation mm-hmm. with the fa- uh, with the program, families having the conversation with the program, and asking the question. And that's the best we have right now. That's great, though, <laughs> because it, that's part of the whole process. Yes. If I connect with this provider, how does that feel? How yeah. does that first connection? What kind of vibe do I get when yes. I walk in that building or when I pick up that phone and talk absolutely. to that person? So I think absolutely encouraging that connection is critical. Yeah. Yep. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Priscilla, because we give them the tools. Um, in our last pa- podcast, we talked about um, the parent toolkit being mm-hmm. a tool, licensing, lookup being a tool, and parent wear rating being a tool. Um, but when all is said and done, and this is what we tell families is, Trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to be the best indicator of whether or not this program is going to be a good fit for you, Mm -hmm. your child, and your family. Mm -hmm. That's a great place to end our conversation on this topic. And we're going to revisit um, part three in addition to the other two that we've done and just learn a little bit more about what a provider can do to make sure that they're getting the information out there that should be shared about who they are and what they do. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. We'll look forward to talking soon. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.